0: Welcome to the Oil & Dirt Podcast. I'm your host, Charisma Adams. Join me as I invite a roster of fresh new voices and we have real, relevant, and radical conversations about faith, life, business, relationships, culture, and our journeys to becoming more oil and less dirt. Come on, let's get to it. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Oil and Dirt Podcast. I am your host, Charisma Adams. Today, I have my good, good girlfriend, Shauna Pierre, on here, and we are going to be talking about the mirror of marriage uh not ministry of marriage we're talking about the mirror of marriage because as believers i know that many people told us oh marriage is a ministry and we thought we were just going to be serving our husbands not just literally serving but you know serving together and growing and building together but nobody tell us about the mirror of marriage And, and when i'm talking about the mirror of marriage what i mean in that is Something that shows you is a reflection that shows you a clear image of yourself. And I mean, nothing in my life, and Shauna can speak for yourself, but nothing in my life has probably shown me a clear image of myself more than uh, my marriage. So first thing I want Shauna to do is introduce yourself, tell us about yourself, and then share how long you've been married.
1: Listen, with that intro, I was about to dive in, like, yes, they lied to us about the marriage and ministry. Seriously. Um, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I think that this is so needed, such a necessary conversation, Um, especially in the lives of so many women. And we have these conversations kind of sidebar yeah. over wine on the couch, but mm-hmm. we don't really um have the space to have these uh, real, raw conversations in our world today. So I appreciate you, sis. This is, this
0: no, is I'm awesome. so happy we get to do this. You know, I'm really happy <laughs> you're here. So who are you, girl?
1: So <laughs> I am, uh, who am I? I am Shauna Pierre, and um, I am a wife, a mom, a sister, a friend, um, first. And you and I could go, you know, round and around talking about how we had that so out of order, you right, know. Right, right. Um, just growing to learn that is who I am first. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything else comes after that. So I'm also a, a business owner, a digital content chick, which is a digital marketing agency, um, Empowered Financial, which is a financial brokerage, and a pastor at Empowered Hope with my husband, FDS Pierre. And we've been married for 12 long. Yes. Won't he do it? <laughs> Won't he do Won't it? Won't he do it? <laughs> and nobody's dead.
0: <laughs> Nobody is dead. I have not been on the dollar paper. But hey, God is a keeper. <laughs> keeper keeper. <laughs> yes, Jamie and I have been married. We're going into year 17. And oh my gosh. I know we were probably we we laughed. Shauna and I laughed. So Shauna, uh Jamie and I were in Shauna and abdias's wedding. And we were laughing because as they looked like in their wedding, we were like the least likely to make it.
1: <laughs> it's like get, in
0: high school. If they get superlatives, <laughs> we would have been the least likely to make it. <laughs> but you're here we're here we're almost at 20 oh. years can you believe that i can't even oh, believe that it's... we
1: are gonna turn up at 20. when Let's y'all hit 20 been, it's been, gonna been. be a party like
0: none other. We are gonna think it is the coming of christ we're gonna send <laughs> an alarm baby you hear me <laughs> Um, but it is. It is. It has been good. It has been bad. It has been great. It has been horrible. It has been mm. loving. It has been hateful. It has been all <laughs> of the dynamics. All and sometimes at the same time, you know. So that's yeah, that's yeah, that's, so <laughs> that's been really interesting. I, I want to jump in with uh, Sean. I want to ask you, what was the biggest lie that you were told about marriage, or the biggest misconception that you had about marriage?
1: Um. So this is a twofold answer for me. I have the biggest misconception that other people told me, you know, mostly growing up in church Mm -hmm. and um, having those kind of picture perfect models of marriage in front of me that we all know are not picture perfect. Right. Um, But it was just taught that way in that um, you kind of had to be a subservient uh, woman, kind of very docile Mm. to be a good wife. And I don't think that people were intentionally teaching us that. I think it was kind of subconsciously transferred in the way it marriage was modeled in front of us at church
0: right but we
1: all know that really Mm -mm. wasn't the reality and in the church that I grew up in it definitely was not the reality (laughs) because we have very strong um powerful women and that's where I learned partnership so I I don't want to say like The that specific church taught me that, Mm -hmm. but I think just hearing different teachings that were not rightly dividing the word. But I don't even want to dive into there. Right. (laughs) uh, It was kind of just a miscon. It was just misconstrued in what it meant to be a good wife. So that's kind of what the misconception was from others. I think the misconception that I gave myself was that marriage was super hard, and I didn't want to do it. I didn't grow up (laughs) wanting to be married. Actually, all my friends had their weddings planned and they had one of my closest friends, Lois, she had like, she literally still has this folder and she had collected like all these wedding dresses and fabrics and uh, menus her entire life. This folder was like, by the time we met in college, I was like, you're crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) I'm not doing that. I also didn't want to get
0: married either. It, 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 wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't even that. Like, I just saw myself as like some jet setter, yes. traveling the world, <laughs> global, just like me and my little rolling bag, you know, yes. making moves all across the world. And just a husband and kids just didn't fit into that picture. They just were never part of the picture. So it wasn't like... I had a, you know, I thought something bad about it, or I didn't want to do it, and and you know, it just wasn't a part of the picture for me. So,
1: Mm -hmm. exactly, yeah, no, I I totally feel that way, and I've always wondered, like, how did I get here?
0: (laughs) (laughs) This was not my plan. (laughs) I know, right? And this is so funny because the one of the biggest misconceptions I think I had about marriage was that love was enough, right? Mm -hmm. Just love. And so I didn't, we didn't, you know, because to both of us in this marriage, let me go back. We didn't (laughs) cultivate a lot of the other parts of our relationship, you know, because I was just like, "Girl, I love him," and he was like, "I love her." We just like, you know, we in love. So we in love. We we in love. You know, like Bible said, "Love covers a multitude of." uh, Mm -mm. of Honey, love just. It was some days I woke up. I was like, where's all that love? (laughs) It was talking about Jesus. Where's, where's all that love I was supposed to be? I was feeling yesterday, you know? And and so one of the big things we didn't cultivate was communication. Like we did not really work on communicating yeah. effectively because we were just like, I love you. And I guess if I love you, I'm going to always talk to you, right? And you're going to communicate to me, right? And we're going to do it because we just love each other. And so that was probably the biggest thing I had wrong, thinking that it would be enough. But I know a lot of people who love each other that are divorced. That yes are they still love each other and they're divorced and they are getting divorced and you know whatever and it just love alone you know it was just so many other pieces that you need in marriage and just you know love just google eyes just wasn't enough and butterflies (laughs) in your stomach just just wasn't enough
1: but when reality hit like oh you're not worried you think about you don't even feel them butterflies some butterflies ain't there with them bills (laughs) on that table (laughs) Nights when the butterflies were (laughs)
0: You got whole knots in there. You're like, wait a minute. It's a, was a, today. It was a
1: <laughs> we today. Um, it's almost like you're caught in this um feeling of, it's like a, a I don't want to call it a roller coaster, but it's just a lot of emotion and feeling. And um, when you get into the the rut of marriage, yeah, all of that kind of goes out the window. Yeah. And I think that's actually the opposite of what I did so I knew um, that I loved Abdias, mm-hmm. Um clearly uh, we were so in love we were like
0: <laughs> in love. Love. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like oh I love you I love you too oh don't leave oh, okay you go to sleep no you go to sleep no you hang
0: up no you hang up
1: <laughs> it was so ridiculous but I felt like it was a very um we talk about cultivating communication Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we talked about everything everything and one thing that i knew for sure is i was ready for marriage yeah even though i i never planned to be married right so a lot of people don't know that my um minor in college was marital studies and marital communication
0: i know i know when i found that i was
1: like what (laughs) which is insane And it must have been God, because he must have known Mm -hmm. how much
0: I was going to need it. He was going to need that. He said, you don't just need a workshop. You need a degree in this thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's how ill-equipped you are, Shauna. Right. You need a whole degree in marital. But
1: what I realized is, uh, in my degree, my professors were amazing. That, all that textbook theory, and me jack squat. (laughs) in the middle of the argument when i was ready to pick up a plate and the- it right. across the room right
0: right you know, seriously. So, yeah. seriously that that is that's so funny that uh you know when you talked about just the ebbs and flows of of relationships and now it's important really to have a strong you know foundation we always hear that you know because your emotions will be all over the place like we say you know some days it's love some days it's frustration some days it's and it's and it's really most of that is brought on by external forces and so you know when you when when money is funny you know you start going through a different ebb and flow in your relationship i know us when we had children which was very i mean we came into our marriage with children so we each had a child and then we had one immediately, and so we immediately were thrust into roles. Even together, we didn't have a whole lot of time to just be Riz and Jay and just like, hey, we just vibing. We had car seats from day one, you know, <laughs> and so. One a lot of real time, you know, spent digging into really, I mean, we did all the phone conversations and that type of stuff, but really seeing mm-hmm. each other in a lot of different scenarios. And that's one of the things I'm often talking to my friends about who are single, you know, when you're dating, it's important to not just do those little, you know, yeah. dinner dates and not just do all of that little fun and cute. Little play place. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Pull, pull up when that joker done had a bad day at work and see, see. <laughs> See what that response looking like, you know, does he communicate? Does he shut down? Does he, you know, is he still kind of mild manner? Or does he just drop and and take everything out on you from work? And vice versa. You know, it's not even just them. How do you respond when different pressures come into your life? What is your, what is your rhythm? You know, Um, as we talk about marriage really being a mirror, um, what was the most surprising revelation that you had about yourself? through your marriage? What, what surprised you the most that God showed you about you?
1: Um, You know, this is probably one of the funniest things that and God and I have lots of hilarious conversations. <laughs> I would say marriage, and I feel like he made me get married. You know, I know that sounds weird, but I feel like he's like, no, 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 you, you need to be
0: married. sure. <laughs> you don't even know.
1: Everybody that like everyone that I know, for the most part, they usually say, "Oh, shauna's is so sweet and cheerful, and you know, oh, she's really nice." Mm -hmm. But marriage taught me I'm not that nice, (laughs) actually.
0: I'm not
1: as you stir hot grits.
0: (laughs) I'm not who you think
1: I'm. Grateful. I'm not as Christ-like as I thought I was. (laughs) (laughs) It showed me me. Yeah, in a on a whole another level, and I thought that um, cause I I had my son, oh, our son Darnell, DJ, everybody calls him mm-hmm. in in college, and so I was terrified of motherhood because I was like, ooh, this is really gonna show me me, mm-hmm. and it yeah, I think it motherhood matured me, mm-hmm. but marriage, like you said, was that mirror, yeah. like I had to where I couldn't look away. It yeah. was the raw, unedited yeah. Shauna. And she yeah. ain't that nice. And she ain't that sweet. And she really ain't that graceful. <laughs> <It> all, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it allowed me to um, just kind of be very transparent with God. I think for the first time, I was like, okay, Lord. And we were in a really rough spot. And um, I think I told you the story before. Mm-hmm. We were in a really rough spot. And I was like, you need to get him. Because and this is my prayer. Like you need to get him right, and this is your boy, and you better let him know.
0: One. The
1: was like, "Oh, really?" So I'm like, "Okay, Lord, let me get in a quiet space. You know, what are you what are you saying? What are you what are you you know what what direction are you leading me in? What are you trying to show me?" And the Holy Spirit said, "You." I'm showing you you. Oof. You talking to me about him.
0: Right. I'm trying to
1: show you right. that you got a whole lot of mess right. you need to get together. Exactly. Let's focus on that first. Exactly. And I was one angry heifer. I did not want to hear that. I, that's the last thing I wanted to hear.
0: I had the same, you know, that same thing, Jamie. And I went through, you know, we had several rough patches, but we had a, an actual horrible, horrible, horrible uh, time when we split. And um, it's not a secret, so everybody knows that. You know, my husband and I split for about a year. And, And when we first split up, I was like, Lord, listen, let that Negro feel the full wrath of your <laughs> oh, not a listen, that. listen. He needs to know, he need to understand. Da, 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 da. And I was, you know, on Lord, show him and show him what he needs. Yep. His heart see himself and see his da-da-da. And the Lord redirected me again, same conversation, like, uh, ma'am, you know, no. You want to point to the harvest, right? You want to look at everything that's out in this field, but when are we gonna talk about the seeds and the soil? Oh. And I was like, "Huh?" Mm. He's like, "When are we going to talk about what you've been planting, and then how you've been, uh, wh- how you've been cultivating it, how you've been watering it, how you've been, because the, the harvest ain't nothing but it, it it's being manifest now for everybody to see." But this was a long time of seeds that were planted and work that was done to get wow. to this place, you know. And I'm like, "Wow," you know. And and the Lord called me on a fast. And, and everybody who knows me really close, they know the story, I, I went on a 21-day fast. And the Lord told me during that 21 days, oh, it was gonna get bad. He was like, it's gonna be worse before it be better. you know. Mm-hmm. And during that time of fasting every day, he showed me something else about me, something else about me. I thought the 21 days was like about our marriage and it was about mm-hmm. us and if we should be together, should we split up? The Lord was like, no, these 21 days are about you. This is about you getting to me and getting to a place where you can truly hear from me. And it was a lot of things that got revealed to me. But I would say my most surprising one. I mean, again, when people, when people, if you ask people what type of person I am, and this thing, you know, how do I, you know, how I am? I'm not a person that ever really uh, waves a flag on things that I do, or things that I contribute to, things, or ways that I invest and involve myself in relationships or projects or anything like that. And but the miss so the most surprising, most surprising thing that God showed me about me was pride. Um, mm. I would have thought, I thought I was humble. Like, I always thought I was pretty humble. And I was like, um, no, I, I'm pretty i not a person that's like, oh, I, you know, like that, you know, whatever. But what God was showing me is that I was walking in false humility, which was really oh. intentionally downplaying my contribution in an attempt to appear humble. Oh and I was like, he was like, yeah, no, you want to you wanna come across in your relationship that you, oh, I'm just, like you said, it's absurd. I'm just, because I would go do little stuff. And he was like, you're just doing that intentionally, but you're, you're prideful. And the pride in you won't allow you to make a difference instead of make a point. You know, the pride in you just won't sit back and just chill when, you know, he, he, you know, cause you, it, it's your way. It's the way, you know what I mean? And it was like, oh, wow, boy. And so it was a rough spot because I've always considered myself pretty humble, but he was like, no, I ain't talking about that public stuff. I'm not talking about this project <laughs> and stuff and all this stuff. Oh, I my, need closed doors. I'm talking about right in here. And I was like, wow. And so it was such a revelation for me. And it was, and it was he really took me through that journey of Christ. And I read an amazing book. Actually, it's called Humilitus. Um, and it was an amazing book. But it really changed my perspective about humility. And that's why that's so important to me. I actually have it tattooed on my foot. It says Humilitus. But it I was understand. really about Christ, even though, you know, it was full of power. He was full of anointing. And he was the Christ. In his time here, he just, he just totally forwent the use and the ability to use that power in service to somebody else. And it was like when you have the opportunity to really fall back, do you fall back or do you flex? And in my relationship, I was tending to flex. (laughs) You know. I know. I (laughs) was flexing a lot, you know, God was like. That's not humility. When you flexing in here, when you you know you you falling back out in the streets, but you're in your house flexing around. You know that's not that's not how I built you. That's not how I designed you to be in in this relationship. And so that was probably the biggest aha, you know, to to me about me. So I it was it was like oof, nerd. That's that's heavy.
1: Like I think that um pride is probably. I think we, that's something we all deal with and false humility out for sure. That's yeah. something we all deal with. And it's such a inward, you know, um, intangible mm-hmm. that can be uh, kind of masked over so easily. Yeah. Yeah. I think, so many couples probably should pray together you know,
0: about we that. We don't recognize it. You know, we don't recognize it in ourselves. You know, oh, you can't have the last piece of chicken. You know, we think it's like. I don't say that. I don't say that. <laughs> no, I just take the See, you ain't. Should I say, I ain't with that false humility?
1: <laughs> you cannot have the last piece of chicken. I love you and all, but not
0: that much. <laughs> I know, right? That's too funny. So I definitely say that, you know, you have to be open um, and sensitive and and you can't be open and sensitive without God really being in the marriage, you know, and, and, you know, we're talking about marriage. We're talking about, you know, this as a, you know, a, a, you know, relationship and union and all this, but this really is an institution that was created by God. You know, and so you mm-hmm. cannot effectively utilize his creation without making sure the creator is a part of it, you know. And I said that to say it just it's just not gonna work any other way. You know, had we not had God in it, had I not been able to go and say, Lord, fix him, even though I went with the wrong prayer, it says he he knows what we have need of before, before we even ask, right? Yet. So I went asking for the wrong thing. He was like, No, but <laughs> you need here I know what you're really here for <laughs> and so you know that is the that is the beautiful thing about that when God is really there and you have the even if you won't go to them and sometimes talk to them immediately you checking in with God will he will get you together like God will snatch your edges in a way where you just like you know and no I'm oh. totally wrong okay yeah. I'm I'm totally out of order and you, marriage can never really be a mirror if God is not the source of the reflection, like if that's not the source that you're looking at to show you the reflection, then it won't really be a mirror, you know, it'll be, you know, whatever, whatever those marriages are. And and ultimately a lot of them don't last, you know, because we don't do the, we don't have an opportunity to do do the self work, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, A lot of that comes from a lot of that. um, Redirection and kind of self reflection is, really the holy spirit working in us convicting us yeah. and i cannot imagine Mm-mm. now you want to go into some stuff never would have made it. <laughs> i can't imagine not without the holy spirit never how, i could there was no way i would have been able to navigate the last you know 12 years never made 17 it. years mm-hmm. you know we'd be in yeah. jail somewhere like just <laughs>
0: Never would have made it. Yes, no. I, I believe every marriage has what I call an MVP moment, right? Most valuable pivot, okay? You are going in a direction about something. You are doing something in a particular way. And this conviction of the Holy Spirit, like you said, causes you to pivot, Even through either the perspective about something or the way you're acting or the way you're moving. What would you say was your, your MVP moment in your marriage? <laughs>
1: Serious, but don't now you trying to make me cry? Don't cry. I, I will not. cry real
0: quick. Oh, like, okay, I, kept saying, I love a good cry.
1: <laughs> I can on, um, this was a little more recent actually, mm-hmm. probably within the last year, the last year, and we've been married for twelve years. Um, talking about the mirror of marriage and mm-hmm. how the Holy Spirit will really work on your heart and bring some things to light that even we don't want to face, right? Right. Nobody wants to face their own monsters. Right. And the Holy Spirit got me in a corner and was like, oh, we're going to deal with this today. today." And um, it actually came through one of my coaching sessions Mm -hmm. um, with um, Shakri. And I was like, Excuse me, say what? Because that's not even what I got on here for, you know, during that session. Right. And what came to light is I was not comfortable being vulnerable Mm. in my marriage. Mm. So I had built up, I was, you know, in the marriage Mm. and serving and loving and committed, but I had built up this wall. Kind of protection around me because for the longest time, I was completely dependent in my mind on my relationship with God mm-hmm. and, you know, my connection with Christ. And I was so anchored in that that there were some times in my marriage where the Holy Spirit had to bring it to my remembrance. I would be like, you know, you're in the middle of an argument. And it's like, I mean, if you want to leave. Right. Okay. I mean, there's the door. Nope, nobody's holding you here. Right. And we got a big argument one day, and I said that, and the Holy Spirit said, Did you mean that? Hmm. I mean, did you really mean that? Or were you saying that to protect your heart? Hmm. Because what you're really saying is talking about false humility. So Mm -hmm. mine was false pride. Right. (laughs) I was false flexing. Right. (laughs) <laughs> what right. I was really saying is, please don't leave. Right, right. Because right. I was terrified of abandonment. Right, um, right. You know, fatherless, yeah, risky, yeah. Been there, you know, yeah. deeply rooted things that I was subconsciously taking out on my husband
0: mm-hmm. by
1: pretending I didn't need him mm. and not wanting to be dependent on him. Wow. But in a marriage, Intimate, loving.
0: Hello. I had a, yes. Yes.
1: And so I would say that was definitely our uh most valuable pivot. And when I became very transparent in, in telling him that, mm. how I felt and why I was, you know, why I had, had built that wall up and yeah. how the Holy Spirit was ministering to me, he began to min AJ F D began to mm. minister to me. And create a safe space where I could be vulnerable and transparent. Yeah. And I can honestly say it I I literally felt like we are newlyweds. Even though <laughs> we're in the twelfth year of our marriage.
0: I mean, listen, y'all been back to that little stuff lately. I'm like cars with bows and all this hugging and stuff. <laughs>
1: What's going on? <laughs> we are like, we are like, you know, we was talking about, no, you ain't up No, you ain't up No, you ain't
0: up. <laughs> I gonna... know. That's what it took. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're back in that place. But it's because I allowed myself to be open and transparent and vulnerable and really let the Holy Spirit do the work that yeah. needed to be done. So yeah. I say that to say, you can be in, you could have been married 20 years, 50 years. You know, when there's a a pivoting moment Mm. and the Lord is trying to redirect you and show you some things to work on, Mm. it's for your good, you know, he's working it out for your good. What would you say, y'all, your uh, most valuable pivot moment was?
0: It was interesting. So it was, it was a long time ago, but it was, it's, we, it's so funny because we have the same root, but our branches grew out differently. So mine was also rooted in abandonment and rejection, father issues, that same stuff, right? But my challenge was security and I didn't realize that. And so we went on a ministry trip uh, a long time ago, me and Dr. Davis and we were out of town and stuff. And while we were out of town, uh, Jamie bought a car while i was gone so he he went the savings and brought a cash car i ain't talking about no put a thousand dollars down and make some payments so we could go back three days i'm talking about no we got some stacks honey and bought a car oh, Lord. and he didn't talk to me about it and and i, I, I know girl because everybody on the neighborhood remembers this okay <laughs> so when i pulled up in that driveway after we had came back from out of town I see this truck sitting? I'm like, what truck is this? You know, and I walk in the house, and he was just as happy and proud, and you know, and I'm like, what is that truck? And I was like, you ain't asked me this, that, nothing. And you know, I went to flexing, <laughs> <laughs> and we had the worst. And it was like get out all all of the other all the other stuff you could go and da 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 and you ain't go, you know we ain't we you can't be doing this type of stuff da da da, and so I was so angry and I called Dr. Davis and I was like going off and this that, and other. and so she said, she was like, what is your real issue with the truck? Is it that he bought it, or the, or is it that he didn't ask you, or didn't talk to you about buying it?" And I was like both and i was like well no not really it's just that he didn't talk to me and she says but why does that matter you know he works you work you both contribute it's not like it put y'all where y'all was you know homeless or nothing it's not mm-hmm. why why is why are you so bothered about that and we just start. she started digging and asking the questions and you know she'll ask all the questions yes Lord. and What I, what I realized is that I have an issue, a challenge when I feel my security is threatened. When I feel my stability is threatened, because Mm. I, I felt deep in my heart that if, you know, and it's rooted, it was rooted largely in financial, you know, abilities or whatever. And I, and I felt in my heart that if that was, if that went away, I had nowhere to go. You know, I had not, what was I, what was going. I had children, and and I have to make sure that we are okay. And and because I have been in relationships, and I and and dad and abandonment and all that stuff, I just never wanted to be abandoned and didn't have somewhere to go. Didn't have myself established, and so mm-hmm. I was like, "You doing that? You could be going in here cleaning out, buying stuff, and if you're not, then one day I could come and I have nothing. And then what happens? And and it was that what if." those scenarios, stuff that didn't even happen, but it was like, what if, what if my mind had played that thing so far down the road. And I realized that that was really my, my issue. And so she and pastor Reggie came over to our house and they set us both down and they communicated to Jamie when they had me communicate to Jamie, I'm sorry, why I was so hurt by that decision and what it really, it wasn't about the car. It wasn't about him buying it. It was really about, I was afraid that Impulse moves like that would threaten our family security, and then they made him make a commitment to me—a verbal commitment—that as long as he lives and breathes, that he will always take care of me and my children, always. And so it was that verbal commitment, you know, and and I knew he meant it, and and since then I've not had an issue, Jamie. You know, he done bought a million and one trucks and (laughs) cars. I do know I will come home all (laughs) kinds of stuff in the driveway and I've never felt that way again because I know he's going to take care of me I know he and even even when he didn't live here when we split up for that year Jamie always he got paid he came right here with his checks and money and whatever did he always took yeah he always has and so that is one thing I was like man I think that shift and uh me not feeling like I need to have control of everything because I really can be safe with him I think that was the most valuable pivot in my relationship and it just it caused me to I, listen I stop flexing you you know you come around I don't be flexing no more <laughs> I do know <laughs> You're like this be, a but who this <laughs> I don't even know do all this stuff no more because it's like I don't need to I feel safe and so I think that I need wow. to feel safe, and 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 now that that whole thing brought that about in our life, and so I th- listen. Like you said, we are at such a good place now. Like after we came back together, we really really established communication and all this stuff. We just be like. Like you said it's like the beginning again. We text. I love it you. Oh, I miss you. What you? you know? I know,
1: cause y'all be sending like Bay texts randomly. I oh know, I know we like
0: unnecessarily. We never, you know, Jamie used to hate to go on vacation. She hated to take a day off for work, but now he's like, where we going next? Where we going next? We're we going on vacation. <laughs> so, it's been really, really, really good. um I, listen, this has been such a great conversation. Shauna, hey. you know, before we get off, give me a gem, drop me a gem that you want to leave with women who are desiring to get married or to make their marriage better. Give me a gem. Mm. Um, to women who are
1: desiring to get married, I was going to stick a little joke right there, but I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to do it. I'm not going to let the W be the day. Um, (laughs) I would say that marriage is a beautiful thing, you know, but it is definitely the work that you put involved that you put in, Mm -hmm. and your commitment to that work, how involved you are into to being married. So it's definitely not what you see, you know. It's not these Hallmark movies, and I love Christmas Hallmark Christmas movies, (laughs) you know. I'll be the first, but it ain't nothing like that. So I think that spending all of your time obsessing over wanting this to be a part of your life and thinking that adding this piece will then make your life complete Mm -hmm. is one of the biggest misconceptions that women who are not married have. I think if I could go back again, I would have spent a little more time kind of building myself up and learning more about me and establishing myself prior to getting married so that uh, I wouldn't have had to go through all of those roller coasters once I was married. And so I think just stepping into marriage as a whole person already feeling whole, so that you're coming together and not looking for the other person to
0: feel something inside of you. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was probably say for people who are looking to get married, I would say, the biggest piece of advice, and what I learned through through my own marriage, one of the things I learned was to fill your own tank. And I mm. say that because oftentimes we look for our spouses to be our best friends, to be our shoulders, to be our uh, fashion stylists. Uh, you know, <laughs> baby, pendants, yes. chefs. Every, I mean, you can name our lover, our you know, keeper of our secrets, and you know, all, da, da 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 da. You can go down the list: Prince Charming, and da da da, and you know, he got to be Magic Mike. All this, you know. <laughs> rolled in one <laughs> and so i just think sometimes it's a lot of pressure it's a mm-hmm. lot of pressure you know um going out into the world every day and then coming back in and just having all of these different things and they don't often know because many times we don't communicate what we really are expecting in that moment and sometimes mm-hmm. i'm sharing a story but i'm not looking for a solution and then they come up with a solution and i don't like your solution because why are you telling me to? and it becomes a whole you know whatever so i i i, a, I, have, I think i have such an amazing tribe of people that are, you know, and Jamie has the, you know, he, of course my best friend, you know, important role in my life, you know, but there are times where, you know, I just want to vent about something, but I don't want to, cause Jamie wants to help it and he wants to solve mm-hmm. the problem for me. He doesn't want me to feel hurt and he wants to, so he's going to bring on the weight and I don't really want nobody to carry weight. I just want to tell somebody about it. So I'm mm-hmm. Kim and I'm like, Kim, listen, let me talk. Let me tell And you I that. just don't weigh him with it, you know. There's sometimes where I want to pray about something, but I'm not really sure. And, you know, and I'm not saying again that these are replacements because my husband does do, you know, we pray, we do all of those things together. But I just mm-hmm. have learned sometimes there, you know, it's like you need, you got your, you need your water, you need your air, your, your fluid, you need your gas tank, you need, you need everything filled at once. And I just think it could be a lot of pressure sometimes you bring into a relationship, you know, when people want that God show up as everything to us I agree. Yeah. So I think that there's some spaces you know where I had to discover what it is I'm you know I want him to show up and, and make me feel you know happy today but I, I hadn't really discovered what made me happy so mm. I think I needed to go out and discover that myself so then I could communicate with him how to love me and make me happy and when I'm down or you know don't take me to a movie because I'm not a real big movie person so mm. he would stop doing that <laughs> he buy me a book and stay it so you know those types of things but and then the I second agree. thing is, I think if you are married and you know you you're experiencing these ebbs and flows and you haven't been navigating them well, I would say one of the things we had to do is we had to develop really what I consider our core constitution. You know, these are these are our core values, so to speak. These are the non-negotiables, and then everything yes. else, I just don't care about. It. Like, I just don't care about like these are the top five or these are the these are things that are very important to me and you know whether it is how I feel safe or how I feel loved or how I feel you know your commitment to me or whatever and he and he expresses that and we have that outside of that five trucks in the truck driveway I don't care like uh, you know <laughs> you know uh, you because know, we've established our core constitution and I say get those things that. that really really matter to you really really matter to him those that's that becomes the spine and then just don't worry about the ribs you can live without a one or two ribs it's, it's okay
1: <laughs> I would say I love the core constitution actually I'm gonna make your brother do that um later <laughs> we'll go on our trip at the end of the month but, but um I think that for uh for me for sure it's been uh really finding some mentors in marriage that were much further along the path you know they were they've been married 50 years 40 years because the the information and the advice and wisdom you're getting from a 50 year old marriage is very different from a three-year-old marriage you know they have uh, such a long uh, such a farther vision of marriage they've been through those storms right. so I would definitely say finding um, a circle of mentors for your marriage that you both trust both that's key. so
0: important
1: key. both trust equally <laughs> that's um, key and I'm gonna important. say that
0: women don't go out and grab your your male pastor that your husband don't like
1: yes <laughs> That's not gonna work in your favor. I've seen it go bad.
0: Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah,
1: it it has to be um, an equal amount of love, trust, and respect there for the uh, your marriage mentor. And I know this is gonna sound crazy, but I mean, everybody needs a Doctor Davis and a Pastor Reggie in their life because if it if the Lord had not sent help (laughs) from the mountain top of the Davises. If (laughs) this P.F. probably would have threw him over a cliff by now. I mean,
0: I told you they had to come to the rescue. They had to come to the rescue because baby, somebody was leaving that day.
1: (laughs) uh, They were so instrumental. Yeah. Um. Everybody needs that. You know, when it's a real dark and you don't see a light. You know, it may be a light at the tunnel at the end of the tunnel, but you can't. I couldn't see it. Right. we all need those couples that will step in and we've definitely had that in our friends and our yeah. family right. you and jay i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> something <laughs> we cannot put on a podcast <laughs> no, girl, listen. but we but having those relationships right. are so vital to um the the long-standing and the endurance of a healthy
0: marriage, I agree. and just
1: knowing it's not like you said. Sometimes you're gonna fight. Sometimes you're gonna love each other. Sometimes you, you know, it's gonna be mm-hmm. all of that.
0: It's all of that, all of that into one. It is, it is, it is a beautiful tapestry of good and the bad. But it, it all, it, I'm telling you it, I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade yeah. it, even though I, I had no desire to get married early on. I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go backwards. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and I if totally I did, it, if I could do it again, I would do it all um, it's made me a better person. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. So marriage, yeah, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm a great wife. I'm a great mom, all that other stuff. But, but marriage has made me a better person. Um, mm-hmm. And I've, it's where I've confronted the worst parts of me. I've seen the worst parts of me revealed. And God has done the most work in my life and in my heart has been through my marriage. And so... I thank you so much, Shauna, for coming on today to talk about Thank you about for having me. Marriage. This is fun. Marriage. I know, wasn't it fun? Um, I hope
1: we bless somebody. I, I, I hope we ain't
0: scared them. I know. It's good. They're like, who after them two? Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm back. I don't want to get now. Nah. It, is, it is really, really amazing. So no. I it hope, is. I hope we didn't scare anyone. But Shauna, go ahead and tell our listeners how they can get in contact with you. After this, if they want to talk more about marriage or
1: or being a mother wife business owner all those things you are yeah so um you can definitely find me in the instagram universe at uh shauna underscore empowered and it's s-h-a-u-n-a underscore empowered um you can also find us at um empowered hope underscore wpb
0: on instagram as well
1: and i can't wait to connect with you guys i hope this helped
0: Yes. Thank you so much, Shauna. It was great having you on today. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in uh, to this episode today. And if you have any questions or you have any content uh, suggestions or something you'd like to hear us talk about on the Oil & Dirt Podcast, you can always shoot us an email to hello at bycharisma.com. Thank you and have a wonderful day.